0: Welcome to Strengthen, a podcast dedicated to inspiring you to become your strongest self. I am your host, Gabby Barreto, a registered dietitian and personal trainer with the mission of empowering you to become the best version of yourself yet. So let's get stronger together. guys, and welcome to Strengthen Podcast. I am beyond elated that this is actually happening. And why am I so happy that this is actually happening? Like, numerous reasons. First, I am a big dreamer, and I think I spent most of my childhood, like, in a fantasy world. Like, not like a Mariah Carey fantasy but just like a fantasy about like how my life was going to be. And it ended up turning nothing like I thought it was going to be, but my life has been nothing but what I view as perfectly imperfect on how it was just meant to be. So back to me being a dreamer um, and that I have dreamt for so long of having this career of what I have today. And I spent way too much time doubting myself, trying to live up to other people's expectations of me, trying to make other people happy. And I inevitably failed (laughs) at trying to make other people happy. And I succeeded at making myself absolutely miserable. I lived for much of my teenage um, years, and even in my early 20s, trying to be something I absolutely wasn't. And it wasn't until I just completely had bottomed out emotionally in my early 20s that I decided that I was going to start living for me. And basically I said, fuck you, (laughs) I am not going to live for anyone else. And honestly, I don't think anyone really asked me (laughs) to live for them. It was just more so what I had perceived I needed to do. And so these dreams of this life that I had always wanted for myself has manifested in many different ways that I kind of never saw. I thought I was gonna be this like super successful businesswoman, like walking around in, this is funny, heels all day and like looking super glam. And if anybody on here knows me, I have my hair in a ponytail that hasn't been combed in about four days, okay, or maybe like never. Um, I'm wearing leggings, I maybe have mascara on, um, and that's about it. I am not a glam girl at all. I love sneakers, I love leggings, which is like 99% of the reason why I'm in fitness. But this person who I thought I was going to be, and these ideals that I had set for myself, and these beliefs that I thought something I needed to be, Completely turned out to be something totally opposite. And I honestly, most days, and I won't say all days, couldn't be happier where I am. So that brings me right here to the chair in my kitchen, because that's my recording studio, to my kitchen where I am recording this first episode of my podcast. And it makes me just super happy. Like simple things make me really happy a pair of sneakers, a cup of coffee. And doing this podcast, like what else could I want from life? Of course, I could always want more because I'm just a human and I'm a female born in the ni- late 1980s and I'm a millennial. So of course, I could always want more. But here we are today. So how did I get here? What brought me to this topic of strengthen? What brought me to want to talk about becoming a strong mentally, physically, emotional person because I wasn't always that way. Like I said, I spent most of my life up until like my mid early 20s like just trying to live for someone else and like like nobody asked me to do that. Like so I spent most of my time just trying to live for someone else and not living for me. And it was, you know, that critical point in my early 20s where I just kind of bottomed out emotionally. I had struggled a lot with low self-esteem poor body image, disordered eating, and just a lot of anxiety, probably some depression in there. Um, like, like, and just not knowing who the fuck I really was. Like I had no idea who I was. So I began a spiritual journey and it has been the most amazing thing. I literally had spent time just really, really looking for myself Looking at my past, looking at my mistakes, looking at what was blocking me from just becoming a confident, strong, empowered woman who wasn't wrapped up in envy and jealousy and all these negative thoughts and emotions about myself and the outside world. And it really took form in numerous different ways. Like it came out backwards all the time. And a big part of it was, you know, this self-hatred towards myself and this inability to really see that there was so much more to life than the way I looked, my body, and really just like other people liking me. Like, yeah, I was caught up in like other people liking me and don't get me wrong. I could totally go there today, but it really, really held me back. And something that really, on my spiritual journey to becoming who I am today, something that really, really helped me was strength training and fitness. And I want to say that with a little word of caution, that strength training and fitness, I won't necessarily say that it saved me, but it was a huge part of me recovering mentally and emotionally from You know, my disordered thoughts about my body, food, and also just my self-esteem in general. And I do want to preemptively say that there were points in my strength training journey where I was still emotionally and just mentally just not my strongest self. And I was really still caught up in that disordered body image place for quite some time. And it really took me a lot of spiritual work and looking at myself and healing my own relationship with food and myself to really get out of that spot. So I just want to say that like strength training didn't save me completely. It was one point part of my journey that is really, really important to me. So I was that girl in elementary school in high school who literally, I couldn't, I couldn't do a lot of the physical fitness tests. Now I played sports. I played soccer. I played all these things, basketball, whatever. But like, if you asked me to do anything other than the sit and reach test, which I always got gold or presidential or whatever it was, I couldn't do it. Sit ups, the chin hang hold. Like I could not do that for the life of me. I didn't even try to attempt it. I think there was a one-mile run. I think I did, like, okay at that. But, like, in terms of my body's physical strength, I really didn't have one. And it really, really hit me emotionally when I – now, I was not a really great soccer player. Like, I was athletic. I could kick a ball. I could dribble. I could shoot, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I was not star material at all, which is why I'm here. Um, but there was – what hit me was I wanted to try out for the varsity team. All my friends were doing it, like – everybody was doing it. And so I had to do it because remember I had like no mind of my own and we had to do, I don't know, a certain number of sit-ups in a minute. I can't tell you how many sit-ups I was supposed to be doing in a minute, but I could not pass it for the life of me. And it tore me apart to pieces. It like made me so sad inside. And, um, it really, really stuck with me for a while that like, wow, like I am just not strong enough. I'm just not physically capable enough. And like, I really judged my body for that, but like I wasn't training to do that. So (laughs) looking back at it now, I'm like, how could I expect to do that? So flash forward into my early twenties, when I started picking up a barbell, like I really just went on the weight machines. Like I in high school took strength training and like we went into the weight room and we did like the leg press and like the chest press like a nautilus machine like I did nautilus machines before the age of like 24 23 whatever however old I was I did nautilus machines and like maybe I picked up a pair of hand weights I don't know in like the fitness center at my gym in college Hala Binghamton University what's up so I really never touched a barbell before. So I picked up a barbell and it really, it really did change me like physically. Like I said, there were points where I still was not at my strongest, but it really, really changed me. And my whole approach to fitness where it was like, I need to sweat, 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 burn, 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 run, run, run. elliptical, elliptical, elliptical to like, wow, like this is beyond empowering. And I really, really genuinely feel it was the first time I ever felt physically empowered outside thinking that like my body was like the only thing that represented who I was for a very long time. And I started learning a lot about, I got into a little bit of CrossFit and I started really learning about strength training like real true strength training and I had a trainer and he was beyond amazing um at times <laughs> other times I was like don't make me do this um little bit of a baby like a little bit of a baby there but it really really changed how I perceived fitness and the way I approached fitness it was my first introduction to strength training um and then at times it really did still affect my you know, relationship with my body, I did become a little obsessed with muscularity and I did become a little obsessed with like having abs and having this and having that. But really in the back of my mind, what really felt number one was like chasing this like strength, newfound strength goal where I really, really fell in love with picking up a barbell and like slamming it down and like grunting a little bit and being like a little... Like, animalistic about it. Not gonna lie, still love being animalistic about it. Like, come ask my girls in the gym. They say, Why are you grunting? And I'm just like, It is a breathing technique, girlfriend. Anyway, I digress, but it really taught me a lot about myself. It taught me how to challenge myself, it taught me how to fight through negative emotions at times. It taught me how to be resilient. It taught me that I am enough and it taught me how to face fears. Imagine walking up to the heaviest shit you've ever lifted in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like over twice my body weight and I am supposed to pick this up off the floor. Now the flood of physical and mental emotions that like just ran through my head, were like insane. And if anyone out here listening to this can identify, it's like, it can be a little bit of like a mind F. I'm, I want to stop cursing so much, but anyway, a little bit of a mind F. And so I step up to this bar and I'm like about to deadlift over 200 and something pounds. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I never thought I'd get to this point. Like, remember the girl I just described to you, she could not do X amount of sit-ups in a minute to try out for the freaking soccer team. And she is standing up here like ten years later, stronger than she's ever been in her life. Probably at that point, like the mentally healthiest I've ever been in my life, though looking back, like not really that mentally healthy. Um, stepping up to the bar and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do it. And then I do it and I lift it and I stand up and I complete the rep. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. Like I did that and some people who don't understand it may like be like so what's the big deal but like to me that was like a really big deal and that was like those were like big milestones in my confidence and those were some big milestones of me starting just starting to disassociate myself from my body and to who I really was. And I really fell in love with fitness, like, and that's why I'm here. I really started in fitness as like a complete, like, total, like, disordered meaning behind it, but where I am today and what strength training really did for me was really turn that around and really transform the way I approach fitness, the way I approach my career, the way I approach my clients, like... You will never hear me talk anything about burn, cows. You will never. And you will never really hear that in this podcast. So I really transformed. And then I really, you know, I faced a lot of, I faced some injuries um, just because I was doing dumb shit. Like I was doing stupid things. Like we all do stupid things in the gym um, when you like become a little obsessed with strength. Um, But I learned from my mistakes and I, and I faced injuries and things like that. And then I really got into a lot of functional training and I got really into, you know, learning more about like, okay, how can I optimize my body? Like outside of strength, like lifting up a heavy barbell is just one thing, but like, what are all the other things going on in my body? And so I got really into functional training and I learned a lot more about the body and mobility and it's like something I absolutely love. And I love sharing and I love practicing and I love dabbling into my classes and my clients. So after being a trainer for quite some time, I eventually went back to school to become a registered dietitian. And at this point, I was still a little, I was still a little obsessed with food and body image and I had initially went back because I really wanted to learn how food Can impact your health with really in the back of my mindset it's like how can I stay in a career where I can stay in my smaller body for as long as possible and really learn like how to stay smaller really 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 in the back of my mind that was it but I was all about health I was gonna go to culinary school at one point I studied at this kind of nonsense bs nutrition program online which was not my best decision in terms of money and education but i ended up getting into columbia university at teachers college and i studied nutrition and exercise physiology and it was when i was sitting in those rooms did my obsession with healthy eating whatever you want to label it my obsession with healthy eating and my obsession with weight And my obsession with eating perfectly really, really, really kicked off. And you have to realize that we in those programs are surrounded by a bunch of other people just like us, obsessed with healthy eating. Now, not everyone. So, of course, you know, they get judged. I mean, like, I would hear things like, Can you believe that person was drinking a diet Pepsi? And I'm just like, In my mind, I'm like, I can never drink a diet soda in this place ever in my life. I better never show the fact that I drink diet soda because remember, I am obsessed with fitting in and impressing people still at this point in my life. Like childhood comes through. Anyway, I felt that all my meals needed to be perfect. I needed to have like a mason jar salad. I needed to have my overnight oats perfectly stacked. I needed to have my salads perfectly stacked. Everything needed to like, be so healthy because I was just trying to fit in and live up to this ideal that I could maintain this smaller body and really, really thrive and not be disordered anymore. But it was totally disordered. And so during this time, there were a couple of things that had happened to me in grad school that kind of like woke me up and made me really realize that I needed to improve my relationship with food and being a graduate nutrition student one of our assignments was to do we do things like food recall so if anyone has ever worked with me i'd ask you to do a food recall before this food recall since we were learning about nutrition research and quantifying calories and protein and carbohydrates blah 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 we were to take someone else's recall and then put it into a food tracker and then estimate the amount of calories they were eating And so I unfortunately was paired up with someone who had a very open dialogue about her current and past eating disorder. And I was still in like the midst of, you know, really healing from mine. And so she had done my food recall and I had eaten some cookies that night. And so she had come back with my calorie intake and she was like, oh my gosh, your calorie intake was like almost 3,000 calories yesterday and like started having these hardcore judgments on how much food I had eaten the day prior. Now, I really don't care. 3,000, like I really don't care and I'm probably denied it that much. Maybe I did, don't really care. Anyway, her comment to me was, oh, well, those cookies you ate at night, I put in a cookie that really probably wasn't even as much calories as the one you ate, so this is probably an underestimate of what you ate, and I literally wanted to crawl into a hole at that moment, but at the same time, I was really going through this process where I was really just starting to feel comfortable in myself and in my body, and like, not really caring so much about calories and really just honestly trying to get through grad school and trying to get into an internship like my priorities about my body shape and size were not as important as my aspirations as a human and as a dietitian. And so while I had harped on that moment for quite some time and it kind of like, you know, I had some some negative, you know, emotions about it, but I really realized, like it was a trigger for me in a good way, where I realized I really don't care how many calories I'm taking in. I just care about feeling good. And at that same token, I was learning a lot more about the anti-diet movement and learning more about things like intuitive eating, mindful eating, and health at every size. And while today I am not going to go into what those three different things are, those are for later episodes. A lot of where I am today, both personally and professionally, were greatly influenced by the amount of evidence that these types of eating styles and eating patterns and just mind really just mindsets really brought to me and it really helped me improve my relationship with food and i do take some of the practices of intuitive eating of mindful eating of health at every size into my practice and i apply it where it's appropriate for my clients and also where it's appropriate for myself and i think that that's something that's really 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 important when working with people and for me just working with my client. And so what discovering what for me, improving my relationship with food was by learning more about intuitive eating, mindful eating and health at every size is that I personally really healed from that moment on. And it's just been an upward journey ever since. I don't count calories, I don't care to. I don't really monitor my intake. I mostly just eat on hunger and what's gonna satisfy me versus the calorie content. And of course I care about nutrition. Of course I care about nutrients. And nutrients and calories, while nutrients make up calories, I don't look at them necessarily as the same thing because I look at food as something that's nourishing and fueling versus something that's going to control my body size and shape. And I think that's what is a very big difference between actual nutrition and diet. So for myself and in my practice, I really do practice nutrition and not dieting. But at the same token, this also really changed my relationship with exercise as well. Instead of looking at exercise as something that I need to do, I must do, and I felt incomplete without at times, I really learned that I can't solve my issues through exercise. And that was a way of me just cognitively like ignoring my problems. while well, they went away during exercise and I used to call exercise my moving meditation. Um, for me, it was more f- so an escape of my problems versus a solution to my problems. And while it has certainly made me resilient to handling everything, escaping into exercise was not my ultimate solution to really just fixing myself. And so I kind of from there is try to move away from movement that I thought I needed to do um, like chasing strength numbers. I was huge on chasing strength numbers. Like I need to deadlift 250 pounds, like the rest of my life. Like I don't need to. And actually that is what has gotten me hurt. So I know when I'm going back into that place that I am not in a good mental space. And so as some of you guys know me for, I fell in love with kettlebells for so many reasons. And so I'd actually discovered kettlebells when I first started working at Fit Studio. I mean, I had worked with kettlebells before, but I really got into kettlebells when I was, like, programming these classes, and I was just like, what else can I do with this thing? And so I went on Instagram, and I actually found this the – the guy Marcus Martinez, he his handle is kettlebell exercises, and I was like, oh, what's this guy doing? And so from there, I really just like started doing, uh, learning as much, googling as much. I got certified through multiple different um, certifications. I did kettlebell athletics. I did. Um, with, that's with Jason Brown. I love him very much. He's awesome. One of my favorite teachers ever in terms of fitness. His perspective has been amazing. Um, He has the iron kimono on Instagram. Follow him. Um, And then I also took courses with Marcus Martinez. And then I also went through kettlebell certification through on it. So I've done a lot in terms of kettlebells. And what I really loved about it is that it is a small compact tool that can really travel with you most places. Okay. Maybe not in your carry on, but in terms of like going to clients' houses and in such a small tool, not using the heaviest weight ever, I am like smoked. I get the feeling that I want to get out of exercise. I feel strong. I feel powerful. And I'm not breaking my back with 250 pounds loaded. I'm not breaking my back by loading a barbell with 200 pounds and placing it on my back. I am feeling strong and powerful. And I've never felt more in shape and more athletic in my life than when I started playing with kettlebells. And so I have gone on this madness, this madness obsessive journey through kettlebells, but it's brought me to such a good place in my fitness where I don't feel that I need to do something that is not for me, not for my body. And I've really learned to respect my body by being humbled by such a small tool. Like I can mess around with 20 pounds, 25 pounds, 30 pounds. And yes, I own bigger bells, but I can mess around with such a small weight and get that empowered feeling that I used to think I needed to get by loading up a barbell. And don't get me wrong, I load up a barbell from time to time, but it's from coming from a much different perspective. Really my perspective on fitness has really changed over time and it will probably change again as I get older and my body needs to adapt because guys, we really need to really need to get over the fact that we get older, our bodies change and we change as people. Like if I were still the same person physically, mentally, emotionally that I was at 16, 20, 25, even like 28, like I would probably be pulling my hair out by now. So why do I have the same expectations for my body? Well, we can blame society for that. But reality is, is that we change and we progress. And I really hope to inspire people to find acceptance in changing and progressing with age in terms of how they eat how they approach food, how they approach life, how they approach fitness, because how they approach their body, how they approach the scale, because these things are going to change over time. And majority of my listeners are women. And this is about empowering women. And I don't want to say I hate to tell you this, because that's bullshit. Like, I look forward to accepting my body at different stages. And I really hope to inspire and empower people to look at aging as a beautiful process and not as, Oh my God, my forehead's falling down. I need to pick it back up again, which I have my own personal issues with. Um, I am a hundred percent natural. Um, you know, that my body's going to change. My estrogen's going to change the way that fat deposits sit in my body is going to change. The way my body feels is going to change. My energy is going to change. All these things are going to change and they've already changed. My menstrual cycle is going to change. Hello? Like realize that we just don't stay forever 21. Just like we probably, and I won't judge you if you do, Shouldn't be shopping at Forever 21. Just kidding. There are no shoulds and shouldn'ts in this podcast. It's all really a personal experience. That's what life is. And if you ever feel or felt like you were the only person suffering or feeling a certain way about yourself, your body, your fitness, your health, I really hope that this podcast really, really helps you feel like you are not alone, that you too can heal from this. And I hope it inspires you really to just grow and flourish as a woman at any age you are. So guys, a little bit more about this podcast and where the heck we're going this fall. I have a lineup of some of my favorite women that I have met in my fitness career, um, in my nutrition career as a dietitian, being in school, connecting people. Like I've met some of these people, like just on social media. I've met some of these people in school. I've met them at workshops. I met them at certifications and I'm really, really, really excited to have them on. I have a range of people who are runners, people who are functional trainers, people who are functional medicine nutritionists. Like I have a full range of people that work in intuitive eating, people that work in health at every size, people that work in eating disorders, and so people that have experienced them themselves. And so this podcast is really just going to have a host of characters and one of them being me. So next week I'll have my first guest on and... I love her very much. She's an awesome person. And that's all I'm going to say about her. So guys, I'm going to ask you to subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes if you can. And if you love it and you love what you hear, I really, really ask you to leave a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you may be listening. It really will just help me reach more people who need to hear this message of real evidence-based nutrition, real evidence-based fitness, and really just put an end to the nonsense that we see out there. So guys, thank you again for listening. I look forward to you know, chatting up with you. You guys can send me any questions you want for right now into my... Instagram direct messages, any questions that you want answered, I will answer them on the podcast. So send any messages, any questions you have about nutrition, any questions you have about fitness, any questions you have about me or my journey that you want to know, or any guests that you may want to see on this show and that you may want me to have a conversation with. And so that is it for the very first episode of my podcast. Thank you guys so much. It means so much to me from the bottom of my heart. I really say thank you for giving me your time. It can go anywhere else in the world, but you gave it here. And so while you set off on the next hour, day, week, keep in mind that you are worth it and let's get stronger together.